Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter, at Professor Sides. Today is Friday, May 20th, 2022. This episode covers today's best Major League Baseball bets. I'll briefly touch on the remaining games at the end of the show and extra innings. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter and pitcher projections, and I analyze weather data in order to make one pick and one pick only on every game that's played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean I recommend you do the same. I'm just giving you the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As we go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so we'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Yesterday, the A picks went 2-1. and one. The B picks really struggled. Um, I think it's about five days in a row now where the net – Profit losses, maybe a, a unit or two down. Uh, it's been very ho-hum these last five days. Hopefully we can break that with a good day here today. A lot of night games and one day game. Before I get to all of that, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. This reminder, I encourage all my listeners to have multiple sports books in their portfolios, especially ones with reduced juice MLB dime lines. With these at your, your disposal, you should be able to find that edge on any game. I have a couple that I recommend. Links are in the show's description and on the website, www.pakeswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. Make sure you're always shopping around for the best price. Every nickel and dime you can save here and there can really flip you from a losing season to a winning season. All that stuff adds up in the long run. So we have that one afternoon game time backs at the Cubs. 2.20 Eastern first pitch. Humberto Castellanos versus Kyle Hendricks. A hitter's day in Wrigley Field. Warm weather will be in the low to mid 80s for the whole game. Winds will be blowing out. To left center to start the game and more towards center field by the end of the game. Either way, that's a huge edge for the bats. At about 20 to 25 miles an hour, we'll have gusts higher than that. A deep fly ball is definitely getting out. A, war, a, a routine fly ball might, depending on exactly when it's hit and where it's hit. You may see pop flies and it being doubles in the caps in this one. The total is 11 for that reason. If you want to go over, you can. It's such a high number. Uh, do I think it's not priced high enough? It's probably not. My, my only hesitation with the over actually kind of aligns with the reason I really like my official play for this one. The play is Cubs minus 135. Kyle Hendricks is much more of a ground ball pitcher than Castellanos is. Castellanos is more about 40% fly ball. Kyle Hendricks is more about 30%. And I feel like that's going to be a huge difference in this game. It's what gets me from a B pick to an A pick. The model thinks Cubs minus 148. Cubs have an offense that's pretty similar to the Diamondbacks. Neither one's good. Um, both kind of have their moments where they look okay and look have both have their moments where they look awful. Cubs bullpen is better. As good as the Diamondbacks pin looked last night, the Cubs bullpen is definitely better. Hendricks is a better pitcher than Castellanos is. And at home, Hendricks tends to pitch better. So I like backing Kyle Hendricks. I like backing him at home. 
model thinks the Cubs win this game 60% of the time means it's a solid play. That's what gets it to a B pick. And like I said, looking at the win, the fact that Hendricks being more of a ground ball pitcher than a fly ball pitcher relative to Castellanos is what gets it to an A pick for me. I like the Cubs here. I like them to score a lot. And I think Hendricks might have the ability to keep the ball mostly on the ground. And that's going to be it's huge in general, right? We have, we know that fly balls lead to doubles and home runs, which is how more offense happens. But specifically in a game like this, keeping the ball on the ground is going to be paramount. I think Hendricks has the ability to do that. I think the Cubs win this one, and I think the price offers some pretty good value. Cubs minus 135, a pick for me to get us rolling in the day. So the evening game, 635 Eastern first pitch, Cardinals at the Pirates. Adam Wainwright versus Zach Thompson. We're going to start off with this one in the mid-80s, close in the upper 70s, so a nice night. Winds will be blowing in from right field early on in the 10 to 15 mile an hour range, later on in the 5 to 10 mile an hour range. So kind of conflicting temperature wind right there. The wind probably matters a little bit more than the temperature if it is really in the 10 to 15 mile an hour range. I'm staying away from the total. The Cardinals' offense is so Jekyll and Hyde. I don't, I don't ever really know exactly what I'm going to get from it. It just makes totals tougher. Yesterday, they scored more runs than I was expecting off of Bassett. The total's eight. If I had to say, part of me thinks under because the wind. Wainwright's a fantastic pitcher, but I don't really trust Zach Thompson and the Cardinals' offense can get going, makes makes the total just a scary play. I, I can't really just – I can't really get a feel for it. Instead, I'm playing the Cardinals minus 144. It's an A pick. It's an A minus pick. I don't like it as much as I like the Cubs. I give them both about a 60% chance to win, but we're having to pay an extra dime. If I had the same – Odds as the Cubs, it's a true A pick, but laying that extra dime, it's it's an A minus pick. It's it's what I still love. It's just not as much as the Cubs. I trust Wainwright a whole lot more than I trust Zach Thompson. I trust the Cardinals offense more than I trust the Pirates offense, and I trust the Cardinals bullpen more than the Pirates bullpen. So everything lines up well. I think the Cardinals win this about 60% of the time. Means Cardinals minus 144, still a great play. We're just getting close to the territory where if this number continues to eke out, that we're losing enough value that it drops to a B pick because anything can happen in baseball. And so I just don't want to lay too big of odds with a team on the road as much as I like Wainwright here against a weak Pirates offense. So Cardinals minus 144, A pick. Like I said, an A minus pick of my four A picks. It's probably the one I like the least. 640 Eastern first pitch, Braves at the Marlins, Charlie Morton versus Trevor Rogers. Two pitchers who've been up and down this year, but still project pretty well. Model thinks Braves minus 112. That's right in between the numbers that I'm seeing for both teams. So neither edge, neither side is an edge. Total seven and a half. I'm going to isolate the Marlins team total under three and a half. The reason I'm going to do that, the Braves offense, as I've kind of long talked about, definitely has the potential to put up a ton of runs. 
Rodgers being a little up and down. I just I don't really know how many runs the Braves are going to score. Nothing would really surprise me if they scored two or if they scored ten. They have the talent. So does Rodgers. And so I just want to avoid that side of the ball because I just have no idea. I'll be fascinated to see how it plays out. The Marlins bats are still below average. They've got some young guys. They've got some potential. But in general, I still think they're a below average offense. Morton has pitched really well his last two outings. So I'll go Marlins under three and a half. The odds are minus 127. And I'll give that a B pick. I can't quite get to an A pick because I'm still a little bit nervous on Morton. Some of his underlying metrics still aren't great. He did this last year. He started off really bad. Everyone thought, uh, it's he's, you know, age has finally caught up to him. And then he finished the year fantastic. I, I think we might be seeing that again, but it's only two starts, so I'm just not quite there. This one's kind of a B-plus pick. I think Marlins under three and a half. It's a pretty good play. I just am not quite convinced with Morton yet, but I will say, again, a below-average Marlins offense, probably what he needs to continue along how well he's pitched lately. That's the best pick in this one. I think Marlins under three and a half B grade, kind of like I said, a B plus pick there at minus 127. <clears throat> 705 Eastern first pitch. Dodgers at the Phillies. Julio Urias versus Ranger Suarez. A rematch of a series that we saw recently out in LA where the ball was just flying out. You heard some different discussions from both pitchers and hitters that some of the balls they've been using out on the West Coast are different. Haven't noticed it in Oakland as much, or even Anaheim. Definitely have noticed it in L.A. in that series in the Phillies, and have noticed it in San Francisco. There's been a couple series where the same thing has happened. Um, recently here, I believe last week in the Cardinals-Giants series, I think three of the four games got kind of crazy, if I remember correctly. And so how much of... The offense was two really good offenses, and they are. Now, the Phillies offense can just go cold, but when they get rolling, that offense is fantastic. Again, Bryce Harper is still a question mark at this point when he'll be able to get back into DHing. Uh, but the Phillies offense kind of up and down, but when they put it together, that ain't offense is dangerous. The Dodgers offense we know is fantastic. How much of all those runs – was the offenses how much of it was the balls it's a really tough question to answer in philadelphia here we'll have nice weather mid upper 70s winds blowing out at five to ten miles an hour so it sets up to be a nice day for the hitters to continue that run totals nine i'm staying away from it i i y'all heard me say this before we kind of have a feeling that the League was using all of the new balls and the way they're reacting in that humidor where they're going from one temperature, one humidity to another. They're like, you know, physics, right? Physics is weird. Some of you probably know physics better than I do. I know math and, and I, I get a little bit of physics, but I don't know it extremely well. But the way that that's affecting the ball, you know, expanding it, shrinking it, and then coming back out of it and doing the same thing, and it just changes some of the properties of it. So we know these new balls are more affected by that there's some of them are shaped a little bit funnier some of them are a little bit spongier right and so we know that the old balls have a little bit different properties they've still got a half of their 
half of the supply from last year and they started mixing some of those in. It's hard to know exactly how much of an effect that's having. It's definitely having some. And so the theory is that when they're rolling out more of those balls, the balls are flying. I just don't know how much of it's that, how much of it is the teams. It, it's just, we just don't have enough data yet to know. And we don't know which balls are being used to wear. So we're kind of speculating a little bit. Total is nine on this one. Like I said, I'm staying away from it. Both of these pitchers are, are above average. Both the offenses, though, can be really good. So like I said, the total is just a, a stay away for me. I'm going to go Phillies plus 131, and I'm giving it a B grade. The model thinks Dodgers minus 127. I've got Suarez basically even with Urias. It's basically rounding error. And so when the starting pitchers are a wash, then you look at the offenses. Obviously, the Dodgers have a better offense, but then on the road, balancing out a little bit. Model thinks the Dodgers should be favored, but thinks that at plus 131, we're getting good value with the Phillies. B pick for me. Without knowing if Harper's going to play, don't want to be too invested in it. If he is playing at plus 131, I think we're getting a steal. Obviously, you have to stay tuned throughout the day, checking the lineups to see if he is or not there. 705 Eastern first pitch raise at the Orioles. Jalen Beeks versus Tyler Wells. Warm night in Baltimore, mid-80s to start, about 80 to close. Wind's blowing out. Around five miles an hour, so mean another nice night for the hitters. A little bit of a breeze probably won't affect things too much there in Baltimore, as much as it will in Philadelphia if we're getting up towards ten miles an hour. Model thinks Rays minus one fifty three, and it's pretty. It, it's that straightforward. The pick is the Rays minus one forty four. It's a B grade for me, a B plus pick. When I almost got to an A pick on, just couldn't quite get there. The Orioles have shown signs of life. As I've mentioned before on this podcast, I think the Orioles are a better team this year than we've seen in, I don't know, at least five years. They, they're they young. They've got some pieces. They're not going to win 80 games, but they're not that definite 110-loss team or 105-loss team or whatever that they've been for so long. So just can't quite get to an A play on this, but these bullpen games for Tampa have gone really well for the most part in their history. I still think Tampa has a better offense than Baltimore. I, I think every every pitcher the race throughout will be better than Tyler Wells, who I project is below average. I think the Rays get it done, and I think minus 144 is not a bad price to lay. So a B pick, B plus pick. If you could get this under minus 140, I think it's an A pick, but at minus 144, I'm giving it a B grade. It's very similar to the Cardinals situation. That's very similar to the Cubs situation. All three of these, I have the team that the favorite winning six, about 60% of the time. It's just about the price. The price really matters. I've, I've talked about it a lot, and I don't want to um, – continue to belabor the point but just remember that you if you pick more winners than losers but you're playing them at the wrong price you'll still lose money right so the price matters the cubs got um to the a grade because their price is good the cardinals more of an a minus this one a b plus you know the price matters and so whatever books you're shopping at whatever the number is by the time you're watching this 
kind of affects how I feel, but all three of them were pretty solid plays that I think the favorite wins about 60% of the time. And I think there's value in all three of them. 707 Eastern first pitch, Reds at the Blue Jays. Luis Castillo versus Hyunjin Ryu. A, a pitcher y'all heard me talk about before in Ryu that I just don't trust anymore. I don't think is good. He had some good years. I just don't like what I've seen from him here recently. Luis Castillo, obviously one that has the potential to pitch really well so far this year in his two starts. Kind of some mixed reviews. I still project Castillo better than Ryu. And that's part of the reason why I'm taking the dog here. I'm going with the Reds plus 162. They've played really well lately. That doesn't affect the model too much. It affects it a little bit. We don't want to overreact to one good week or one bad week. Every bad team has one good week and every good team has one bad week in the season. And if we overreact to that, we're always going to be chasing our tail, right? So I don't want to overreact too much. But the Reds have been playing well enough for long enough it's been a couple of weeks now that the model's starting to give them a little bit of a boost there and how it views the reds and i think that's pretty accurate they're a decent team they're not a 120 loss team they still are probably going to lose 90 games maybe 100 games depends on who they you know if they do trade off the rest of their starting pitching but they're not as bad as that three and 22 start they clearly can win some baseball games. I like the pitching matchup here. I think it favors the Reds a decent amount. I think the price is great here. Reds plus 162. I'm giving it a B grade. The Blue Jays are more likely to win than lose. But if you're laying numbers like minus 180 with the Blue Jays consistently in this spot, I don't think that's a recipe for success. The model says Blue Jays minus 148. So it's kind of like some of these we've been talking about. we got a lot of 60% probabilities today. If the Reds only win this game 40% of the time at plus 162, that's going to profit for us in the long run. So B pick for me on the Reds. I think they have more of a chance to win than the odds are reflecting. And so in a long season, if we continue to take these value picks, it's going to work out for us. And that's what we're after. 810 Eastern first pitch nationals at the Brewers. Eric Fetty versus Eric Lauer. Model says Brewers minus 198. I'll take Brewers minus 191. B pick for me. It, this is a tough one. I, I, I really was a coin toss on this between Brewers money line and Brewers run line. And I mean that. It's a, it's a straight coin toss here. I don't love laying odds this big. I don't love the run line at home. I probably, I think it's almost like if you ask me at any different hour of the day, how I would feel about it. Like I said, it's a true coin toss. My official pick is Brewers on the money line. I think run line makes a lot of sense as well. Either one's a B pick for me. It's only a B pick on the money line because it's a lot of units we have to risk. It's only a B pick on the run line because the Brewers sometimes play these tight one-run games. If it goes to extras, it's more likely they win by one. So there's there's enough opportunities for the Brewers to only win by one that I don't love laying the run line either. So it's a, it's a straight coin toss between if you want to split your wager. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think the Brewers are the side to be on. They're at home, better bullpen, better offense. 
better starting pitcher. There's really nothing that I can point to that gives the Nationals an edge in this game. So the Brewers are the way to play. You just got to figure out how you want to do it. First five is probably not an angle that I'd look at here, specifically because the fact that the Brewers' bullpen is so good. Note that I am assuming that Hayter is back. He was unavailable two days ago, taking care of, I think what they said was a personal matter. I don't know what it was. I'm assuming he's back in today and available. That obviously affects things. The Brewers, um, you know, pretty shut down if they can get to the lead after seven with Williams and Hayter. So I'm assuming he's available. If not, that probably affects this slightly. Um, maybe then you think first five, if you know that he's out, or maybe then you think run line and think it's less about the bullpen and more about how many runs they can score off of Fetty, which I think they can do. Again, I think Lauer's a much better pitcher than Fetty is. 8-10 Eastern first pitch, Twins at the Royals. Devin Smeltzer versus Daniel Lynch. Cool night in Kansas City will be in the mid to upper 60s. Winds blowing in about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Totals 8. Under, I think, makes sense here. If I was making multiple picks on this game, under 8 would probably be a B pick. Instead, I'm going to go Twins minus 122. It's an A pick for me. The model only says Twins minus 125. But I can't see how this number isn't bigger. I have Smeltzer as a better pitcher than Lynch. I have basically whatever comes out of the Twins bullpen is better than the Royals bullpen. I have the Twins offense as better than the Royals offense. You've got Correa back for the Twins now. Yeah, the game's in Kansas City, but... This number should be higher. I don't think it's quite, like we talked about there's a lot of 60% win probabilities today, according to my model. I don't think it's quite to that 60% mark. Again, the model says 55.5. I think it's just south of 60. I think I think in reality, maybe it should be more like 57, you know. But I think it's closer to those games than a toss-up. I think this should be closer to Twins minus 140 than it should be to this Twins minus 120 number that we have. I just think the number's too low. Twins minus 122 APIC. I want to get the extra unit because I personally think there's a lot of value here. I think the Twins are better in almost every regard. So I think that's the side you want to be on, and I'm exploiting that with an extra unit on it. 18 Eastern first pitch, Rangers the Astros, Martin Perez versus Christian Javier. I've talked about this. A little bit on pod. I talked about it in the comments one day. Someone had mentioned about this or maybe on Twitter. I can't remember. But Martin Perez is continuing to look good for the Rangers. He continues to project better and better. It seems like after each start, I think there was one start where that wasn't true. But for the most part, um, he continues to impress. Christian Javier has been fantastic this season. His last start did not go according to plan. Everything went off for him. But other than that one start, he's been really good. I'm not going to overreact to the one start. The model's not going to overreact to the one start. If he does that a couple more times, it will. But just the, with the one bad outing, every pitcher's going to have those. I've never said Christian Javier's the next Cy Young winner. Just said that he's looked really, really good. I still project him to be above average. Martin Perez is trending towards that mark as well. I like both pitchers here. Model says Astros minus 170, so a slight edge on the Astros if you wanted to go that route. I think Martin Perez has the opportunity here to 
frustrate the Astros bats and keep this a low-scoring game. I'm going to go under eight. It's minus 105, and it's an A grade for me. We got an A winner yesterday with the isolating the Rangers team total under. I think the same thing today. I don't think the Rangers are going to score. I don't think they'd score off Fromber very much or the better pitchers in the Astros bullpen, and that held true. They only got one run, and I see a similar situation tonight. I think Javier is going to be able to hold the Rangers down. I think, again, if it's a tight game, I think the Astros' better arms in the bullpen can frustrate the Rangers' bats. The Rangers tend to only score against bad pitchers or bad bullpens, and I don't think they're facing that tonight. I don't think the Rangers score. But I also don't think the Astros are going to do fantastic things against Martin Perez. I see this being a close, low-scoring type game. I think under eight is the best pick here. I don't really like Astros' run line because I think it could easily be a 3-2 game. And I don't really love laying minus 165 or so with the Astros. It's very steep odds. If the Astros struggle to score and it's a tight game, that's a lot to risk in what then turns into a more coin toss game. I think the Astros do win. I think they're the right side here. I just don't like the price at minus 167. You can do the same thing as yesterday. Isolate the Rangers team total under. I think that makes sense too. So a couple different ways you can look. But I just think the total game under 8, especially at odds like minus 105, is a great way to look a pick for me. I'll hear me talking about that push protection all the time. I think it makes a lot of sense here to just go full game under eight. A pick for me. Extra innings. The rest of these are all C picks. They are all leans, things that either I'm trusting the model, but my eyes don't agree. The model thinks no edge, but here's kind of what I'm thinking. Or just games I'm not really that confident and or I don't like the price in. 705 Eastern first pitch, White Sox at the Yankees, Dallas, Keuchel versus Nestor Cortez. Cortez has looked great. Keuchel, he's been a little up and down, but it just seems like every time I watch him and the results are good, he's playing with fire. There's lots of guys on base. I still don't trust him. I still don't think he's a good pitcher. I'm going Yankees run line on this one. It's minus 105. Again, only a lean. Model doesn't think there's really an edge, but I want to back Cortez and one way, shape, or form, and I just can't trust Keiko yet. He had an okay start against the Yankees last time out, but it was just I, – I watched most of that game, and it just seemed like he always had guys on base. That's just a, a scary recipe. So I don't – he might can do it again today. That's why it's only a C-pick, but I think the Yankees are the way to back given the specific match. As much as I wanted to back the White Sox with those huge plus odds, I just can't get there with Keiko. 17 Eastern first pitch Tigers at the Guardians. Tariq Skubal versus Aaron Savali. A warm night in Cleveland. Winds blowing out around 15 up to 20 miles an hour. A definite hitter's night, just like we talked about in Chicago. The total is 8.5. I'm going over 8.5 with a lean minus 125 of the odds. It's trending towards 9. I think it'll probably get there pretty soon once people realize this weather is so conducive for hitting. Still a C pick for me over 9 as well. Hopefully your odds are better. Model thinks there's a Guardian's edge, but Jose Ramirez is I don't I have no idea if he's gonna play or not. So I've marked him as 50-50. I don't know if that's the best I could I could figure out. Um fouled a ball off his leg yesterday. They're getting x-rays on that and looking into it. Um maybe by the time you listen to this, maybe you'll know more. If Ramirez plays, I like both the over and I like the Guardians. Uh, the Guardians right now are plus 103 in the model with Ramirez 50-50. Model thinks Guardians minus 113. It's just hard to back the Guardians without knowing if Ramirez is going to be in there or not. He's such a big part of that offense. He, he, he takes that offense from below average to mediocre. 
And so without knowing much about him, it's hard to say. I like Scooball. My fear with backing the Guardians is even though it's a hitter's night, with if, if Ramirez doesn't play, Scooball is definitely the best pitcher in this game. I don't trust Savali, but I don't trust the Tigers' offense. But hopefully with this weather, the bad offense can beat the bad pitcher. So I'm going over. Like I said, nothing really to like much about there. Definitely need to know more about Ramirez's status. And hopefully then the odds don't change too much from there um, one way or the other. 17 Eastern first pitch, Mariners at the Red Sox. Got the A winner with the Red Sox last night. Robbie Ray versus Michael Walker. I think Robbie Ray's a little bit overvalued based off last season. I project him above average, but not by as much as you might think. Winds are blowing across or out to left field. As I mentioned yesterday, just such a huge hitter's park there in Fenway. I'm going over with a lean. Eight and a half is the number. I think Ray's a little overvalued, but he's not overvalued by enough for me to back Michael Walker. They scored a lot of runs last night. Again, a huge hitter's park. I think they can score some runs tonight, so I'm going over eight and a half there. 8-4 Eastern first pitch, Mets at the Rockies, Carlos Carrasco versus Herman Marquez. I don't think this game happens. It's going to be like a blizzard, basically. Um, maybe a tad warmer, and it's actually worse because it's like a slushy, wintry mix. It doesn't look like it's good baseball weather. I have no idea why they would even try to play this game. I'm going to go under 10 as the official pick with a lean because if it happens, the weather is so miserable, the ball is going to be like a rock. But like I said, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, if it does, for some reason, I think Rockies plus 129 probably makes a little bit of sense. Uh, the model thinks it's closer to a coin toss, even knowing how bad the Rockies have been to us lately. Um, but I think under 10 makes a lot of sense. Both pitchers are pretty solid. Um, and the weather should be miserable. But like I said, I don't think this game happens. I've seen no reason why you'd want to put your fans through that, given that you can play a doubleheader over the weekend. Athletics at the Angels, Paul Blackburn versus Chase Silseth. Silseth had a fantastic start last time out in his major league debut against the A's. Model thinks there's an Angels edge. Says Angels minus 173. I'll take the Angels minus 169 to get only a lean. I really want to back the Angels with the, it's a C plus pick. I really want to back the Angels harder. I really want to go under eight. I just couldn't quite get there on both of them for two reasons. Number one, in Anaheim, you have more of a hitter's park than Oakland. Slight breeze out tonight rematching the same picture you just saw. I just couldn't quite get there with the under eight. I couldn't quite get there with the B pick on the Angels. Number one, I, I like Blackburn. He's pitched really well. He continues to improve in my projections. And Silseth, having not had a lot of tape on him, now the Angels, I mean, the Athletics just saw him there's more of a chance that they can do better this time around. So I just I just couldn't get comfortable with that. So some of what I said there, if you say I'm not worried about that, then I think you have more confidence to either go under eight or take the Angels with more confidence. I just couldn't personally get there. I still like the Angels, though, because even though they – even though the A's just saw Silseth, the A's offense is just really bad. 
And so I still think the Angels are the side I want to be on. I just don't like the number to lay more than just the one unit on it. And the last one, 10-15 Eastern, first pitch, Padres at the Giants, Sean Mania versus Jacob Junis. A cold night in San Francisco, like usual. Model says toss-up. That's where the line is. I don't think there's really any value on the sides as of now. If you could get plus odds on the Padres, I think that makes sense. But right now I'm seeing, you know, minus 102 or so for the Padres. Uh, I really need plus odds there to back them. I'll go under seven and a half. Only a lean in general. That's such a pitcher's park. But we've seen these giant, this Giants offense explode. We've seen the ball just fly out of this park. I don't know how much of that's humidor or new baseball or what. So I'm just, I'm just not very comfortable. There's been way more scoring in San Francisco than we would have ever expected. So what I, I'm not confident on really whatsoever. And that recaps the A picks here. I've got Diamondbacks at the Cubs, Cubs minus 135, Cardinals at the Pirates, Cardinals minus 144, Twins at the Royals, Twins minus 122, and Rangers at the Astros under eight at minus 105 for my four eight picks. And that's all I have for you today. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link at the website, www.pakeswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.